0: Hey guys, Jason Davis here Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at tuttletwins.com. Or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners, check out the Tuttle Twins, and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's non-stop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thank you for being here. Obviously, the election chaos still going on. Uh, lawsuits pending. And I'm going to bring on somebody who we talked to several months ago, and she laid out all kinds of election fraud for us. And I think it'd be helpful to talk to her once again. I'm talking about former Mrs. Florida and the host of Behind the Headlines newscast on YouTube. Ms. Karen Turk is with us. Karen, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good.
0: Thank you for being here. So the election's over now. Last time we talked was prior to the election, and we discussed a lot of the voter fraud situation that you had investigated mm-hmm. for your news show. Um, so now the election's over, and I mean, what do you think, Karen? I mean, was, was there any fraud going on?
1: Yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of fraud going on, and it's it's evident. And, you know, it's crazy to think that we're now living in an America where, the media is just discounting the level of corruption and fraud that has taken place. And I really do believe that no matter what side of the aisle that you're on, this is something that should be a concern for every single American. Because what happened in this election is not the American way. It goes against the principles of freedom and America. And that's something that impacts everybody, whether you like the president, don't like the president, whether you voted for Joe Biden or you voted for Donald Trump, the fact that an election can be stolen in this manner and that there is such widespread voter fraud and corruption should be a concern for everybody.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the keys of our system. And really one of the main things I think that separates us from some of the banana republics out there, uh, like Venezuela or Russia or whatever, Mm -hmm everything is rigged. And and now it seems like that is probably the case here. So, you know, before you had done some investigative reporting on the election fraud prior, have you done anything since the election?
1: I have. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been very involved in, you know, looking into the Dominion situation, you know, what's gone on with the servers in Germany, you know, what exactly, this is, This is such a multi-layered bed of fraud and corruption. It's like peeling back an onion. There is layer after layer after layer. It's almost as if the corrupt parties that be, and I'm not gonna blame the Democrat party in general. I'm gonna blame the globalist agenda that drives the Democrat party. It's almost as if they were like taking a multi-level approach to this. Number one, there was the COVID crisis and how that was blown into a stratosphere that allowed them to go ahead and push mail in ballots, which were easy for them to manipulate and fraud. So the mail in ballots were one layer of the onion. Then you had the electronic voting and Dominion. And if you look into that, You see that there's a connection to Venezuela. You see that there's a connection to a lot of these other countries where we know there's election fraud. And that, you know, then you can look at Barack Obama and supposedly, you know, there's a connection to him allowing, you know, corruption to take place in other countries in order to advance America's agenda, which is a very scary proposition as well. And that all involved these electronic mediums that we're now using for voting. And, um, you know, this is just gets dirtier and dirtier the more you peel back the onion. And it's not just the mail-in ballots, it's not just the electronic. This is a multi-layered approach to ensure that they were able to steal the selection from the American people. This isn't stealing an election from Donald Trump. It's stealing an election from the American people.
0: Absolutely right. And you you bring up a great point. The globalists kind of pulling the strings on all of this because they're involved with the COVID, the vaccine, the election, you name it. And it's all trending towards this more globalist uh, world, if you will, not so much nationalist anymore. Now it's one world you know, type of control, I think is where all of these things are coming together to push us into am I wrong
1: mm-hmm. no you're 100% right and you know historically again what you need to do is you need to go back and you need to look at you know this stuff being planned I mean Bill Gates has a hand in this the World Economic Forum has a hand in this they were a big driving force behind this globalist agenda and this is why they need the elections to go a certain way it's to push vaccines it's to push population control and some of this may sound far fetched but once you start to delve in and you go behind the headlines you know and that's why i named my youtube show behind the headlines once you delve in and you start to compile the facts historically you can see this pattern that they've just been trying to drive this train all along and You know, they were able to do it for a moment with Barack Obama. For eight years, they had the pieces in play that they needed there, but it wasn't enough. They really thought that we were going to get a Clinton administration. They thought that they were going to win, but they didn't manipulate the votes enough that time. So basically, they went back to the drawing board And just continue to throw darts from all different directions in order to manipulate the 2020 election to further this globalist agenda.
0: And the problem that I kind of struggle with now is if we can't trust our elections and if they get away with it this time, which it looks like they are, then they're going to rig every single election from here to kingdom come.
1: You're right. And, you know, I I think it's a very valid point that you bring up. And, you know, I think that, you know, the American people have to take control back. I mean, look at what happened, you know, when our founding fathers created the revolution. Look Look at what happened during the revolution when they said enough of this tyranny, enough of being controlled by somebody else, enough of an agenda that doesn't suit the needs of the people here. We're going to create our own government, our own freedom. And they went ahead and did that. That was the beauty of America. I I hate to say that we may need a revolution here, but, you know, if this continues to head in a direction where the people of this country or their freedoms are being stolen, it goes against what we're about. And the people need to start to take control. And I think more people need to get involved in having their voices heard because, you know, we hear a lot from the liberal bias media, which at this point is just communist propaganda. You know, this is just like if you go to China and you turn on the television and they tell you what they want you to hear about how wonderful China is and how beautiful everything is. You know, here we have an agenda as well, which is Biden is the vice president, and Biden, I'm sorry, Biden is the president elect. You know, that is not the way that it's supposed to work. Our news was unbiased for a very long time. We had freedom of the press. This press machine is now run by people like George Soros, who again is part of this globalist billionaire elite that runs the World Economic Forum. You know, this is the pattern. So we're already living in a sense of of some communism here, some you know, some Marxist culture that we shouldn't be, and that goes against the American value system. And it goes against what the American people stand for. So every day I run into people and, you know, very few people that I'm running into that have voted for Joe Biden, and I live in a blue county. So I find it very hard to believe that he actually got enough votes to win this election just from personal perception. But a lot of people that I meet are afraid to speak up. And that's something that we have to stop. We have to have people who are willing to take a stand and are willing to have their voices heard. And my hope is that through this widespread fraud and through the fact that the mainstream media is now so biased that it's really undeniable for most Americans that we are going to give the power back to the American people and that the people are going to stand up and they are going to speak up against their rights being taken away because that's ultimately what we need to change.
0: I agree completely agree. I just, (laughs) I'm just a little, I guess I would say I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, Mm. I mean, COVID is a prime example of this. Um, people will wear a mask in their car by themselves. Um, they will do everything the government tells them to do. They'll let them shut down their business. They'll let them tell them they can't leave their house and all of those things. And none of it, not one single law has been passed. Not one single piece of legislation has been signed. These are all governors making law by by edict, which is illegal. So... I agree with you. I pray that you're right. I just, I'm not going to hold my breath.
1: I, you know, I want to be optimistic because the the alternative is so depressing that I feel like to get through every day, I have to have faith in people and faith in America. You know, as a first generation American, you know, every single day, my parents who escaped the Nazis, <laughs> they escaped the Nazi occupation. My parents lived in Austria. My father was 11. My mother was six. You know, they, they fled from persecution. And every day they would tell me, you know, how fortunate I was to have, live in freedom and to be in this country. And that you didn't realize how quickly that could be taken away. Because really what happened in Austria, scary enough, is, is similar to what's happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, socialism was introduced in 1928. Um, it destroyed the Austrian economy. Um, It became a very weak country where once it was a strong country and as it became weaker and weaker, the people were being, you know, underserved by their government and the government was losing power. And that's really why the Nazis were able to come in and invade because the country's economy had been destroyed. So when you look at America and you look at what's happening with COVID and our economy and this, you know, dark and sinister socialist agenda that's been pushed Um, you know, I realize I I hear my father in my head all the time, God rest his soul, saying to me, you don't realize how quickly this can be taken away. And, um, you know, it makes me feel very fortunate to be an American, as I always have. But it is a scary proposition. So, you know, I want to remain optimistic, instead of being pessimistic that, you know, people are smarter than this, and that people are going to wake up, and they're going to you know, stand up for what's right. But I agree with you. I see the people driving in the car with their masks on. And, you know, I I was yelled at in the street by a woman recently for walking across the street, not wearing a mask with a group of people. And she pulled her car over. She almost hit us with her car. I think she put herself in more danger trying to run us down than she did, you know, wearing her mask and potentially being exposed to COVID. And she just began screaming at us. And it was just a really crazy situation. And I, I would think that there was some level of mental illness going on there. But, you know, I, I it is scary when you think that there is a majority of the population that maybe believes what's going on. And I prefer to think that the majority is smarter than that. Okay,
0: well, I mean, <laughs> you're a- you're a better person than I am. Um, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I mean, here's the problem. And a lot of this comes from the educational system, right? Like mm-hmm. our educational system is in shambles. Uh, our, we have kids graduating. They can't read. Um, and then they go into the university system where they're indoctrinated with communism for four years and not one single person is allowed on campus that might disagree with that type of mentality. So, you know, what we have out there, Karen, is a couple generations of people that hate America and they believe it. And so when people can't think critically, and they can't use common sense, where does that leave us?
1: You know, that that is a very scary point that you made. And you are right. And, you know, I look at organizations like Turning Point USA and, you know, 1776 Forever Free, which I'm involved with both organizations. And I do see young people that don't believe the hype young people that have been raised, you know, by their parents to know that American freedom is important. You know, again, I would like to think that it's not the majority of the population, that maybe, you know, the media and the just the the overwhelming volume of the narrative through the mainstream media is misconstruing what's really happening with the youth in America. Because what I've seen firsthand with organizations like Turning Point USA, is I've seen young people who really do believe in our country, who do really believe in freedom and in fairness, and that are you know learning history and becoming you know more educated about what's right for them. But yeah, they're not learning it in public school, that's for sure. It takes the parents and it takes community leaders like these organizations to be a voice for this next generation. And, you know, we need more of that. You know, 1776 Forever Free has started offering constitution classes online. And we have a lot of adults signing up. But what we've also started doing is for every adult that purchases a class for $20, we donate a class to a high school student so they can learn about the constitution. They can learn about the Declaration of Independence because guess what? It's not being taught in high school. Not the way that it should be. Absolutely. We have to take control of that.
0: Now, I'm going to donate to that. Where can people go to donate to that program, Karen?
1: You can go to 1776foreverfree.com, 1776foreverfree.com. And on their website, they have an events section. And when you pull it down, you'll see that they have constitution classes. And they're an amazing organization that's going to be doing some really big things here um, this year. You know, they've really been motivated by what's happened during the election and they now want to expand and become a voice for, you know, everyone who wants to get their voice heard. And they're not a, you know, they're not a partisan organization. It's not about being a Republican or, you know, labeling yourself. This is about basic freedom. This is about our founding fathers. This is about being an American and believing in, you know, our constitution. And that's really what their organization is all about. And I went to DC with them on the Freedom Tour uh, back uh, probably about eight weeks ago. And I was really pleased to see that we had one of the most diverse groups of people I've ever seen marching. And then of course the mainstream media completely discredited the march and said that, you know we were paying you know people to come to the march, you know, that the, the black people and the Latina people that were with us were paid which was completely not true. Um, but it's that cancel culture. The more that they can throw out that things aren't credible, you know, the more that they can try to ruin you know, conservative voices. And you know, it's not about labeling yourself. It's not about, I'm a conservative, I'm a Republican. It's about this love of freedom and uniting under the flag. And believing in what this country was founded on, and what I've seen with this organization has been really impactful, and that's that's only going to grow from here. Well,
0: that's that's fantastic. We need we need everybody to stand up. It's all hands on deck. Uh, we're on the clock. You know, the vaccine is coming. They're going to try to mandate it. I mean, that is not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow that. I hope everybody uh, realizes what a danger this is. Now, final thought. It seems like, you know, President Trump's last hope is really this lawsuit out of Texas where 20 some states have signed on, but, I think it's a long shot. Uh, it, it would seem that Biden is probably going to be sworn in next month. Do you agree?
1: Um, I don't I don't want to say that out loud because I almost don't want to give it any validity because it scares me. Um, but I do see your point. And certainly it does look like logically that's where it may head. Um, but I'm one of these people. I want to hold out that glimmer of hope that, you know, we can take our country back and that we're not going to be you know, the, the victims uh, of a sinister global agenda. This isn't about Joe Biden. This is more than that. Absolutely. This is about turning our country over to people that don't have American interests at heart. And just like you said, you know, there's a certain amount of people that hate America and there's a certain amount of people that are misdirected and, and are contributing to that hate through their actions without even being able to critically think that that's what they're doing. Um, but you know, I, I'm scared. I'm scared for our country. I'm scared for America. I'm scared for my kids mm-hmm. um, and my grandson. And that, you know, in 10 to 12 years, if they get their way now, um, our country is not going to exist. Not the way that it, that it always has not, you know, over the last 200 plus years, uh, we're going to be a totally different
0: country. Well, there's no doubt about that. So if Biden does get in and, you know, I'm, I'm the Boy Scout. I'm always prepared. Okay. So uh-huh. so if Biden does get in, my three top concerns are more COVID restrictions, a mandatory vaccine, and the Second Amendment. Uh-huh. Would you put those at the top? Or do you think something else deserves to be on top?
1: I think that those are, those are my top three as well. I think those are my top three without question. I mean, I think the First Amendment is also very important and that free speech is being silenced. And that's something that we have to address. But, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a complicated thing to fix at this point. This media um, empire that has been built to serve this agenda is something that is going to take some time to dismantle. Um, and I don't know that that's going to happen quickly, even with President Trump in office, because I think that has become such a sinister machine that it's going to take some serious federal le- regulation in order to dismantle that. So that's a big concern for me also, but I would definitely say that the COVID lockdowns are probably my number one concern, not because of being locked in my home or my kid having to do virtual school, because that's what's going to lead to economic destruction. And economic destruction is exactly what these people want, because when they can do that, then they can sneak in with socialism without having to force it. And all of a sudden we are going to be living in a, in a more socialist country and, and we're already heading in that direction. It's, it's not going to get any better.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but it's more than that. It's even more than the economics. It's about controlling you. It's about, oh, con- yeah. it's about conditioning people to do what they're told.
1: Yeah. And they're doing that already. I mean, and when you say to me, mandatory vaccine, you know, again, I'll bring up the Nazis again, because this is, this is a Nazi regime. This is what this is. Um, you know, they talk about you know you're going to have to have papers to be able to travel. You're going to have to have papers to go into certain public places. they're already doing it, yeah. I mean, that that is very reminiscent of, you know, my parents in Austria having had papers, you know, as Jews. um you know, what what is going to wake people up? I, I don't know, but you know, certainly that, scares the heck out of me and i i hope that you know someone again is going to stand up and take control of this because this is not american this is anti-american this is anti-freedom
0: anti-freedom absolutely and that's why the senate race runoff is so important in georgia they need to win at least one of those seats to maintain control and that has to happen um yeah have you been covering any of that? Uh, what's going on in Georgia?
1: I have. And and we actually had a group of people from 1776 Forever Free go down to Georgia uh, the week before last. And, you know, I was just looking today, you know, about, you know, there's an article that came out um, where Giuliani is saying, you know, that there's video that clearly shows manipulation of these votes. He he actually appeared before the Georgia House Committee on uh, yesterday, and uh, you know he and others presented evidence that supported the allegations of voter fraud in Georgia's presidential election. Uh, you know he had a cybersecurity expert there, you know discussing the irregularities that were discovered. Um, there was video, you know, where they were showing the flaws. So I, I, you know, I'm hoping that you know again we're gonna you know get some logic here. I mean this is just this is logical that the evidence is there, you know, we got, we got to do something, but yeah, there's, there was yesterday, there was quite a bit that happened. And, you know, again, I'm going to err on the optimistic side (laughs) and I'm going to say that the, you know, the evidence is overwhelming. So you would think that, you know, maybe perhaps we can maintain these Senate seats in Georgia in a logical perspective, because, you know, it's, it's been, it's just been really dirty and really awful.
0: Yeah, and now I see that they are pushing uh they've got a case in federal court under an Obama appointed judge. Uh they're trying to get 200,000 people that were purged from the Georgia voter rolls in in 19 back on the voter rolls. So mm. So they're doing that right now that's breaking uh here just in the last hour but I, I i don't know like i said before if the elections aren't real if they're rigging these elections it doesn't really matter with what, what we do they've already predetermined the outcome
1: yeah and i uh, my fear is that you know you're right about that they have such control at this point from so many different directions like i said that multi-layered onion it's the mail-in ballots it's the electronic system they have really, you know, attacked this from several different angles. You know, had they just used mail-in ballots, had they just manipulated electronic votes, um, had they just manipulated the voter rolls? You brought up another point, these voter rolls, these dead people that are voting, the, you know, people that are voting more than once, the dogs and cats that are voting. Um, you know, that also is another piece of this onion. Uh, there were, you know, there were places that, you know, there was, you know, uh, uh, more voters registered than overall population. Um, and that had taken place in some places in Arizona and some other counties Mm -hmm. where, you know, it was like 118% and, you know, 160% of the voters, you know, how could you have 160%, you know, you can't have more than the population of a county. So right there in itself, you know, that should be something that should be easy to fix. But, you know, these globalists seem to have a lot more control, I think, than even I initially gave them credit for. And, you know, I've been talking about voter fraud for the past nine months.
0: Absolutely. You know, 10
1: months. Absolutely. You know, that's all I've been talking about. I knew I saw this coming. And, and you know, a lot of us did. You know, I don't, I'm not the smartest person in the world. But, you know, if I saw this coming, there are a lot of other intelligent people that saw this coming. But, you know, we didn't, I don't think we really took the warning seriously enough because I think a lot of us, including me, believe that no matter what they did, that the majority was still going to be heard because it was so overwhelming. But they really have worked so hard to suppress that majority voice that that voice wasn't heard.
0: Exactly. And here's the other thing. If Biden does get in um, and we cannot hold the Senate, they'll have total control uh, for at least two years. Now, Barack Obama had total control uh, Mm -hmm. for, for two years as well. And if you remember, the Senate was able to filibuster and stop some things. But now they're saying they're going to do away with that. So is there there going to be no safeguard left for us in America for people that don't agree with their agenda?
1: Yeah, no. And it's, again, this Georgia Senate race, like you said, you know, very eloquently is really, you know, that that piece of the puzzle that we desperately need, uh, because no matter what happens, that's what's going to secure the future of America. That is truly what is left of freedom. Uh, because if they have total control, we we are really going to be in a lot of trouble.
0: I couldn't agree more. I hope that. I mean, uh, you think
1: about this Georgia, the, the the recertification too. You know, you're you're talking about a total of less than twelve thousand votes in Georgia on that recertification, and yeah. you know, you have to question with all of the fraud. 12,000 is not a lot of votes. And my guess would be that most of those 12,000 votes are fraudulent votes.
0: Well, here's my glass half full for you in Georgia. <laughs> after, after, the, after the rigmarole circus that we just went through, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this runoff. A lot of mm-hmm. eyes. So it's going to sure. be a lot more difficult for them to cheat, mm-hmm. I, I would hope.
1: That's... Well, that's a, that's a good point. I, I like what you're saying there. I don't know that, you know, I agree entirely, but you know, I think it's a very optimistic stance and I would prefer to take that optimistic stance.
0: <laughs> Karen, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. Keep us posted uh, if you find out anything new. Okay. Karen Turk, everybody I behind, will. behind the headlines news. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me again.
0: Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.